Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. I'm up 94%, sir. She thinks I'm a total genius when it comes to fighting. She loves me again. She didn't love me before, sir. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Getty. from Studio C. Oh, si, senor. You know what it is? It's a dimly lit room deep in the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Brand new day, right in the middle of the week. Uh, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Jack, it's been many moons since this has been our general manager. And not your weird novelty moons, the regular moon. Many moons. Our general manager this morning, chaos and ugliness. Oh, really? Yes. I have one of the finely, most finely tuned CNU meters in the world. A sense for chaos and ugliness. I can smell it as it approaches. You got all the Democrats uh, scrapping for control, starting to call each other racists and dig up old tapes, and and it's into the uh, throat slitting time. So awesome. brace yourselves, folks. It's about to get ugly. Pump up that music. We're having a party. We're having an entormment party. Not another one. An entormment party. Huh? Can we take a day off? Entertainment, information, Zip-zoo. all mixed together. Fantastic blend of you driving to work or wherever you're listening. Whatever you're doing. What are you doing? What are you doing? What do you think you're doing? Maybe some, sometime I might do that. I'll do that on the text line later in the show. I'll just say, what are you doing right now? Ah. Have everybody text and say what they're doing right now. Fascinating. Little experiment. I take in a lot of information, TV or radio, podcasts, whatever, when I'm uh, like doing laundry. That's a big one for me. Oh, really? One. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And that works well for me. Taking out the trash, doing laundry, that sort of thing. Of course, zillions of people listen to this show via podcast, so mm. you'll in get the that future, response. People of the future. <laughs> <laughs> Who wins Nevada? <laughs> uh, Which is a week from Saturday? Yeah, all right, fine. I'm willing to take it up then a week from Friday. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. If I, if I got anything out of last night, it's embarrassment for having talked about all of this as much as I have. <laughs> and you don't fix that by talking about it more. Right. <laughs> right. In a hole, stop digging, etc. You don't make up for the fact that it was stupid to talk about Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren months ago by talking about it more now. <laughs> right. So, right. So there's that. Boy, and conventional wisdom can go pound sand, please. Is there a less welcome guest at the party these days? Right. Um, well, you know, actually, conventional wisdom was that talking about who was in the lead months ago was a waste of time. There's plenty of data to back that up, and yet everybody does anybody. Anyway, it's yeah, right. just <laughs> yeah. it's just like... It's it's game one of the Major League Baseball season, and then making large projections about how who's going to win the World Series. Right, is this what happens? Although baseball fans have the good sense to watch opening day and get all excited, then take a glance at, at the second game of the season, and then they have the good sense to go about their lives. Here's another interesting thing with that: it's it, it can actually be entertaining. See, baseball oh. could be entertaining. Yeah. Whereas this. I almost dropped an S-bomb. I forget, Go ahead. I, do it. I forget sometimes whether we're on broadcast air or on the podcast where yeah. we can drop S-bombs. Yeah. This S was not entertaining for the past year and a half. Right. Year? It's like a pregame show. There's no action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not much anyway. 
Well, uh, to, to cut it short, virtually everything that has been said for the last nine months to a year could have gone unsaid, really. <laughs> and, <laughs> Need not and have been said. The Republic and you and me and everyone listening and our friends and families would probably be fine. Well, we've said this many, many times. The obsession with politics is, on the one hand, incredibly unhealthy. It's just, it's not the way uh, the United States was designed to be. No. Uh, on the other hand, we have let the government grow, metastasize in such horrific ways. It's just so big now, and it and runs our lives that, I don't know, there's part of me that thinks, well, you probably ought to be d- d- involved in it, because it's become this monster. Uh, unfortunately, not enough people are involved in it the way I would like them to be, which is strenuously trying to shrink it. Since you can't, as we were talking about yesterday, since you can't replace your garage door without contacting the government, uh, yeah, maybe you should pay more attention. Right, right. Start to realize that. Well, we'll keep banging on that drum. Let, but let the me... one can, can I offer one conclusion from yesterday? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to decide which is deader: the bottle of wine I opened last night for my birthday or Joe Biden's chances? About equal. I got one thing that I think is worth discussing for a moment. All right, and then I'll shut up for a while. All right. The fact that Biden and Warren added together don't equal third place. Yes. Is just amazing. Stunning. Biden and Warren, who were in first place a month ago? Yeah. Um didn't add up to Amy Klobuchar. Right. I said you're kidding me. Is just amazing. I wish I was, Uncle Joe. Yeah. Well, and here's the takeaway, which conveniently we, meaning all of us, will forget in four years. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That there are so many undecideds until like 48 oh, hours yeah, yeah, before right. cauc- caucuses and primaries. The polls are meaningless. This, yeah, this is what. So, uh, yeah, this is the, that really is the thing to remember. Somebody please remind me of that. 50% of the people in New Hampshire. Now, they have the first primary in the country. You'd think they and they're might, proud of it. You'd think they might pay attention more than regular people. 50% of them said they based their vote on the debate Friday night. Wow. They were debating, waiting for the debate Friday night. Wow. And then a high percentage of people said they'd made their decision in the, in the voting booth yesterday. A high percentage. I didn't know it was going to vote to up till that second. So yeah, any freaking poll and national polling a year out, it might as well be here's the winner of the Westminster dog show barking. (laughs) And that's where we are in the 2020 race. Which polls? All of them. It's every bit is meaningful. (laughs) Right. As right. any discussion of who's in the lead in the national poll a year away. Oh, my god! And then stupid ass like compare who's the leader in the national poll to Trump in this state. Two oh, years yeah. from the election. It's completely... <laughs> it might as well be dog barking. Sure, chicken noises. Personal favorite of mine. <laughs> it's just worthless information. Dang it. Don't... This, if there's any takeaway from me out of last night, it's don't waste your life on worthless information. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Hillary. You only get however many days on this planet. Don't waste it pondering completely worthless data. I think you've learned a lesson here, haven't you? I hope so. Probably not. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Hi, good. Speaking of wasting your life, I got signs, a banner, a garage full of T-shirts, and I'm really regretting having written that large check. Uh, Michael Bennett dropped out of the race. Oh, that's right. Last night. So, garage, I'm sorry, who now? You have a garage full of T-shirts. I have a garage full of T-shirts. So I got to get rid of this stuff this afternoon. 
Yeah, Michael Bennett got out. Somebody, oh yeah, Andrew Yang. Who yeah, yeah, people have actually heard of him. But oh yeah, and he, his presence was was delightful. Bennett getting out was. Uh... <laughs> How many people thought he was in? Would yeah. be the big question. <laughs> and I found yeah. out that once you take the money out of your four hundred one k, you can't just put it back. So this is not oh, easy. So, so that was yeah. a major decision to pull from your four hundred one k to support Bennett. <laughs> Right. There is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. My my favorite stat of the night that I did not independently verify, but not only has Joe Biden run for president three times and never won a caucus or a primary. And never will. He's never finished higher than fourth. Wow, that's incredible. That's amazing. Yeah, and yet he was declared for months and months the prohibitive favorite. And only I, Joe Getty. Had the courage to say, no freaking way this guy wins. He's <laughs> terrible at running for president. I apologize for he's, that. He's, it's, it's all right, Joe. He's never in three runs finished higher than fourth. In a primary or a caucus. Wow. Not a joke. <laughs> no, it's not. Hard to imagine how they talked you into yet another humiliation, Uncle Joe. Then why am I laughing? <laughs> what is, what is your... And 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 look, Joe Biden's nutty, but he's not an idiot. He's got to be thinking, I knew this was a bad idea. Right. I've been humiliated on the national stage twice, and somebody talked me in my old age into getting humiliated one more time for the road. <laughs> I got one foot in a beautiful casket, and they make it to, to sent me up for one final slapping. Great I busted idea. my neck. Yeah, I know it. That is something. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. <clears throat> He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, February 12th, the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's wrap a chain around the news of the day and discuss it uh, precisely according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. Is it the boxer, the golden retriever, the poodle? Who will it be? And to have the privilege of making this decision, the best in the show goes to the standard poodle. Yes! The standard yes! Brought to you by Standard Oil. Four-year-old right. Siva, your 2020 best in show. <laughs> oh. Yes. oh, boy. Fifth time, the Standard Poodle has won best in show. 2020 belongs to Siva, the Standard Poodle. Perfect. Oh. They're really uh, amused by that. The boxer taking a, a punch in the face, metaphorically. Siva, the Standard Poodle, beat out Daniel the Golden Retriever at the oh. very end. Daniel, my retriever. I, uh, I didn't like the looks of that, uh, that poodle. Didn't look like a winner to me. But Standard poodle. That's a big old poodle. You're going to get a crazy sex poodle. Yeah. <laughs> that's wow, type. that tape is ages old. Yeah. We've had that tape forever. <laughs> um, uh, what was that? Oh, the standard poodle. If you, if, if you kind of want a poodle, but you know your buddies will make fun of you. Get you a standard poodle. Yeah. That's a big old dog. And have it eat their dog. Right, exactly. Make fun of my poodle. Ain't big as a pony. Um, How's mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's good. That's I can't fine. even remember. I don't know. I got it ready a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll do plenty of things. Oh, that... it, it's, it's dog-related, oddly enough. Oh, cool. Yeah. We'll do plenty of things that are not about last night, so that's all really good news. On the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. For instance, this isn't politics. I've got this article from a psychological journal. 
The psychology of a threesome. Everybody wants one, but who's truly ready for it? I, everybody wants one. I don't. But uh, the idea has a certain appeal. Where does Oppo Research come from? That's with Michael Bloomberg's tapes showing up yesterday. Somebody clearly dug those up and uh, uh, thrust them on the world to try to damage him. Nobody's exactly sure who yet, but how does that get compiled? Kind of an interesting glimpse into that world. Well, and the aspect of that story that I would enjoy discussing is not so bad. How will this affect his chances in Nevada? But I love it when, as the old saying goes, a gaffe is when a politician is caught saying what they actually think. Uh, so we could discuss the topic. Mailbag. Woohoo! <clears throat> Our freedom-loving quote of the day actually quotes, because I couldn't pick my favorite, uh, comes from uh, the birthday boy, Abraham Lincoln. The uh, greatest Illinoisan of all time. Though he was born in Kentucky. Mm. In honor of his birthday, I'm making all purchases with $5 bills and pennies today. I That's like a nice tribute. Yeah. That's a nice tribute. It's touching. You know, I wish I'd uh, gone to the trouble. I am congenitally unable to remember authors' names. But the big, giant, two-volume uh, Lincoln biography. Do you remember the name of the guy who wrote that? Burlingame. Thank you. That's amazing. Jack has the congenital ability to remember any author. But uh, none of my passwords. Right. Ask me the password to my bank account. I have no idea. Start right. making your passwords authors. I-, I should do that. Wow. Hello. Look at that. Uh, anyway, uh, read the first volume of Burlingame's Lincoln if you get a chance. Uh, if only for a description of uh, the 20th and 19th, 19th? early 19th century poverty. In the American frontier, it is astounding. Yeah, you hear the term dirt poor a lot. but <laughs> Or, you know, talking about the poor in America these days. Hilarious. These people were dirt poor. Yeah, yeah. like uh, yeah. Sitting around in the dirt, wondering, should we eat this dirt? Right. we ain't got nothing else. Because that's the only thing there is. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, Abe Lincoln, probably his most famous quote is, uh, house divided against itself cannot stand. Uh, I worry, Abe, because I think you're you're right. Um, but uh, in the wake of the New Hampshire uh, fracas, how about this one? You can fool all of the people some of the time, and some of the people all of the time, but you cannot fool all of the people all of the time. It's a good one. That's what I'm hoping anyway. Let's... Mitch Hedberg once paraphrased that by saying, you can't please all the people all the time. And last night, those people were at my show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I've had that feeling. Yeah, we in the yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Under the email proper, Rich in beautiful green Oregon writes, Happy belated birthday, Joe. My wife, Donna, and you share the same birthday. Greatness is born on February 11th. I appreciate the fact oh. that he thinks his wife is great. Oh. I think that's sweet. Uh, watching the New Hampshire results and speeches, I realize people are more excited about an erect broom on the Internet in their kitchen than Bernie or Little Pete. EBTB. Erect broom trumps Bernie. I was completely unfamiliar with the erect broom thing until this morning in our little pre-show meeting. I guess it's a thing on the Internet, making your, your broom stand up So on its bristles? A tweet got some traction, quote-unquote, went viral. Some lady made up a, a thing that said, NASA says that because of the, the gravitational pull of the moon today, today is the only day of the year that you can balance a broom upright on its bristles. I remember hearing this as a kid about an egg, and we did it in science class. There was one day of the year that something about the gravitational pull and the poles, you could get an egg to stand up. It's on National Egg Day! So a woman posted that with a picture of her broom standing up, and then everybody else tried to replicate it, and kind of became viral, but it turns mm. out you can just do that any day of the year. Oh, you can? Yeah, yeah. 
They weren't balancing any brooms in early 19th century America. All right. They were too poor. They were trying to find food. We're an affluent society. We will uh, delve into that story a little bit later on. Uh, Doug from Boston with some fabulous perspective. Guys, maybe it's because last night I was reading to my children the Bible story of Joseph interpreting the king's dreams, but this morning I was having a dystopian dream of the socialist states of America, and he sees a guy being arrested and 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 thinks it's odd and not sure what was on his mind. And How in the world did we get to a possible election between Trump and Bernie? I mean, I listen to the show, so I know how, but still, I've been struggling lately to understand why the founders created a system where it would be possible for us to destroy our own country. They see, they seem to understand human nature quite well, yet they built a system where this was possible. Reminds me of the conversation in Christianity about why God gave humans uh, free will to be degenerates. Well, in a thousand years, none of this will even matter. <laughs> Keep up the great work. Take care. Yeah, Thanks, Doug. We're definitely going through something as a country. And I, Did I tweet this last night or just say it out loud to myself? Uh, it was four years ago when Trump said to the Republican Party, you don't get to choose candidates. I'm going to be your candidate, whether you like it or not. And that might be what Bernie said to the Democrats last night. The, right. the parties lost the ability to choose their candidates. Neither one of those parties want Trump or Bernie. And right. that's who America might be choosing. That that means something. Well, in spite of what uh, politicians and CNN would tell you, we've been in far, far worse pickles than we are right now. And the Republic has always survived. Let's all pitch in. I'll bet we survive again. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're going to Nevada. We're going to South Carolina. We're going to win those states as well. So while we just uh, we opened the show talking about yeah. why did we talk about all this for so long, um, uh, I, I, I suppose we have to do our duty and just at least tell you what the results were last night. And that was uh, Bernie with a narrow win over Pete Buttigieg. I'm not yeah, sure. What, I'm not sure what the story should be out of there. For, um, and and then, and then on the other hand, I guess you got to I got to realize that most people are just starting to pay attention. So mm-hmm. it, it might be an interesting narrative if you're just now joining the conversation that the socialist Bernie Sanders is uh, the, the leader currently. Yeah, you have, you have to call him the leader. He's won the popular vote in the first two states, and he's number he one in the nation. He has, although I would point out that, especially in New Hampshire, it's a plurality and not a very impressive one. There are a lot of candidates. The results are muddled. He got the most votes, but it's just, well, it's muddled. By just a couple of points over Mayor Pete, which, uh, if you wanted to, you could make that the story. I mean, because he was so nowheresville. Right. He was at 2% like a month and a half ago um, in the national polls. I mean, just... Well, there are a few raps on old Mayor Pete, which we'll get to at some point. But just in general, he's an intelligent, articulate young man. You know, he's optimism, he's youth, he's the rest of it, he's bright, he's got business experience. I get his attractiveness as a candidate. Very steady. But having said that, given his utter lack of national heft, it's notable that a guy like him has vaulted to the top ranks of the non-socialist nut jobs. I think that's the, the most, Democratic Party. Yeah, I think that's the most exciting story about our system is that a, if you've got, if you seem like a smart, steady person, you can come out of nowhere 
and have a shot, apparently. That's right, Mr. President. There aren't many structures in the history of the world where that's possible. That is true. In spite of what you hear from uh, doomsayers and socialists, the upward mobility in this country is still astounding to people around the world. And look at Mayor Pete as an example. As he says on the stage... Um, I didn't exactly like having any big heavyweights behind me to get this going. Right. Here's a question for you, though, both for you and, and, and young Pete. To what extent is his current level of success pushed upward by his own strengths? And to what extent is it, it being pulled upward by terror of a Bernie candidacy? Mm. Difficult to quantify. Right. But uh, little Pete. Definitely a big factor and, these days after and New Hampshire. So, again, there are, which story do you want to make the story? Bernie Sanders, the socialist, is clearly the leader, I think. Again, having won the first two states and being number one in the nation. Or the Mayor Pete story that you can come out of absolutely nowhere in this country and have a serious shot at being a major candidate. Or Amy Klobuchar, who talked about a campaign that was dead. Yeah. She finished with Biden and Warren's together. She finished ahead of that. Yeah. And yep. So the, absolutely amazing. And she was absolutely nowheresville a month ago. And I think that's, well, that's a combination of push and pull as well. Well, that gets to the half of the voters waited till the debate to decide who they wanted. And she had the best night on the debate stage. Right. Amy Klobuchar was really good Friday night. That's the first time she ever looked comfortable and looked like I belong on stage with these people. Yeah. Which she does. And uh, and did if she didn't have this giant surge, would Pete have beat Bernie? Probably. But who knows? There are plenty of states left, so yeah, that's enough yeah. of that, probably. Uh, yeah, well, we'll have plenty of time for uh, South Carolina and Nevada when they happen. When when do they? A week from Saturday for Nevada, is that And right? then a week from that for South Carolina. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So right, well, then, and then I'm standing down. Three days later, Super Tuesday? I mean, it happens really fast. Yeah. And that's when Bloomberg might stick his uh, size 7 shoe into the whole thing. Nice. Um, nice. That was a shot at his size for some reason. Apparently it was childish. I don't know why I felt like doing that. Mean-spirited. <laughs> Mayor Bloomberg, who famously is a billionaire, has two pairs of shoes, exactly the same brand, same shoe, same loafer. He's got a brown one and a black one. Mm. And he decides what, which matches, but that's... And that's all he has. And that's all he has. It's like what you we were talking about yesterday of uh, of having kind of like a uniform, so you just don't have to waste any time on it. Yeah. He doesn't waste any time on shoes. Slips on the loafers. Yeah. The b- it makes a difference. Ones. Does it? Um, you tweeted this, and uh, I was looking at it yesterday, and... It's the story out of Portland, which we touched on somewhat. Antifa doing what Antifa does. Yeah. Was this pa- this past weekend? Uh, yes. But they've done it so many times. Uh, I'm afraid that they've done it so many times, the story doesn't get enough attention anymore. It, sure, it certainly ought to. They show up. The fascists of Antifa just show up and start beating on people, and nobody does anything about it. And Cops then the stand pl- off and try to keep it somewhat contained. And warn the the people of Portland, look, don't go anywhere near those people because we're not going to help you. And uh, the press doesn't cover it. So the police no. don't do anything about it. And the pre- the media is not interested that we have brown shirts running around beating people down in the streets so that they can't peaceably assemble for their political beliefs. Yeah. How does nobody care about that? Right. Well, it's it's because it's from the left, and the media is extremely uncomfortable calling out their own side for uh, their sins, for their violence, the rest of it. You know, it's funny. I also tweeted a message to a journalist who wrote an article for Fox uh, News uh, on their website. 
in which he referred to Antifa as an anti-fascist organization. I asked the question I always ask of the lefty media. Why do you call them that? Is it simply because they call themselves that? Yeah. Well, the KKK calls themselves a civil rights organization. Do you refer to the KKK as a civil rights organization? Why not? Because that's not primarily true. But they take Antifa's word for it. And and it was funny. Some of the responses on Twitter. Um, and, and if I have one positive quality, I think it's a positive quality. I have no need nor desire to engage idiots in, on Twitter and argue with them. I just... I look at their comments and think, boy, you're an idiot, and move on with my life. But uh, some of my favorite comics were, how stupid are you? It's in their name, anti-fascist. That's what they are. I'm like, okay, you've uh, you've missed a point that's as big as an oak tree, but thank you for your input. Um, you wouldn't think that would work, calling yourself anti-fascist and going around beating people who are doing nothing in the streets. Using precisely... The techniques of the fascist movement of the 20s, 30s, and 40s in Europe. You know, in the last century. You show up to rallies of your opponents, you beat them down, and you make them afraid to assemble. Yeah, with the intent of, well, I'd like to march for... Whatevs. Whatevs, yeah, pick your... I'd like to march for this, but I'm afraid they're going to show up and beat me. And, uh, like, seriously beat me. Yeah. And the police will do nothing about it. So, And one more point about the responses I got. I got the inevitable people on the left saying, so are you all right with fascists doing their thing? Well, that's the other problem, my moronic friends. (laughs) Y'all call everybody to the right of Joe Biden a fascist. You're calling everybody a fascist. And anybody who studies history understands what's going on. And part of it has to do with it's tough to get people's attention these days, so you have to make pretend everything's just the most important thing ever but you 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 portray your opponents as such horrific subhumans that they must be beaten down in the streets yeah have the jews tell you what that feels like you know have have the the, the, the hutus or the tutsis or or whatever the intellectuals under mao what you are doing is declaring everybody a fascist which then gives you the right in your own crazy crazy head to do anything you want so you're the judge, jury, and executioner, and, and I'm the fascist? You're crazy people. Well, go to our Twitter feed, or uh, Hanson, would you rather they go to our website? Well, I don't know what you'd rather. We can put this video at our website, armstrongandgetty.com, that Joe tweeted out from Andy No. Uh, the video, first-person video recorded on Brandon Brown's GoPro, shows the unprovoked Antifa attack today. This was over the weekend. At Portland Police, we're nearby on, nearby on bicycles, but did not intervene. You watch this video, and it's just... You think, how could this possibly be going on and not getting national attention? That's yeah, shocking. It's shocking. Oh, the, it's the violence defacing a war memorial, uh, painting F the cops, punch cops, all cops are fascists. Well, as Peter Bogosian mentioned when he retweeted, and we've, we had Peter Bogosian on a couple of weeks ago, uh, university professor, sooner or later they'll do this to the wrong person and someone will get shot. That's when it's going to finally get attention, I guess. Yeah. Is when people start uh, throwing lead around, and you got a couple of dead people, and then the uh, media will look into who's Antifa again, what, where, who was protesting what. Well, and it's worth pointing out if you're not familiar with these lunatics, dangerous lunatics, maybe all you need to know is that they're always masked or almost always masked, and they beat down anybody who attempts to videotape them or photograph them. What does that say to you? And then what's the theory with the cops not doing anything about it? 
well, there are a couple of different theories. One of them being that some of the groups that Antifa shows up to oppose are kind of looking for trouble anyway. Plus, there's a court decision that says the cops don't have an affirmative action to help you out when you're in trouble. It'd be nice if they did, but they don't have to. And they think, well, this is just a zoo. This is chaos, and the city fathers are not behind us. So we're going to stay back here, and something, unless something truly horrendous is happening, y'all have fun. That's the attitude of the Portland police. Because hmm. they don't get support from the city fathers to enforce law and order. You know, it's, it's a Trump point. should have a rally in Oregon, and the rubber would meet the road, and decisions would have to be made. R- right. Do you al- allow people who support the President of the United States to gather or not? Right. State of Oregon or city of Portland? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great idea. And listen, the point has been made a thousand times, but that doesn't diminish its importance. If there was a a roving gang of Trump supporters who went to, went about beating down, jabbing with umbrellas, pepper spraying, hitting with the, with heavy uh, so-called milkshakes full of cement mix, if if there was a gang of those people roving around beating down Bernie supporters, th- it would be on the front cover of every paper in America and and every uh, news broadcast and the rest of and it. And it probably should be. But the, 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 the herd of the media, which is so biased they can't even recognize their own bias, they ignore it from the left. It, you know, it is what it is. It's a little frustrating, but I don't know. There are a handful of us calling them out. Uh, millennials... Spend more money on Valentine's Day than older people. Stop it. Is that just being young? I think it's that... being young. Yeah, I think Isn't it's it? just being young. Yeah. Um, pe- people would rather have more vacation than money when it comes to perks at work. We could talk about that at some point. And one I really want to get into, we talked a little bit about yesterday, is the idea of attaching the penalty for various, various driving violations to your income, how much money you have, with the idea being... You know, if a person's doing pretty well in life and they get a ticket, they think, well, oh, it's annoying, but whatever. Uh, when when I was broke and I got a ticket, it changed several months of devastating. Yeah. And uh, is that a good idea or not? So maybe we'll get into that later. I like that debate. There's there's a lot to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's all sorts of good stuff. Uh, it's not droning about New Hampshire. Uh, and we have it for you. Coming up. Grand piano worth nearly $200,000 was destroyed last week after movers dropped it while taking it out of a recording studio in Berlin. Said a regular piano, oh, oh, oh not so grand anymore, are you? <laughs> That's a non joke. Boy, those movers had to be uh, feeling bad. Um, uh, quick, Bernie won, Mayor Pete close second, then Amy Klobuchar? Warren and Biden distant, like also rands. We'll talk about that more next hour with Gary Dietrich, political analyst. Bernie won. Put that in quotes. Came across this article. I haven't read it yet. I'm going to have to. You're not listening. Here's why. There's an unconscious tendency to tune out people you feel close to because you think you already know what they're going to say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That one's a little uncomfortable in both directions. Your husband, your boss, your whoever. Eh, I already know what you're going to say. Here she goes with her again. (laughs) And is Paw Patrol capitalist propaganda? If Paw Patrol is or ever was a big show in your house like it was ours, I don't mind capitalist propaganda, but... Uh, no, deep into the, that. the free market has lifted billions of people uh, out of poverty. So, yes, please do propagandize it. 
Uh, listen, there are a couple of realities we don't want to be true, but they are. Number one, uh, I was I was a little festive last night for my birthday. You're supposed to be, aren't you? I guess. Yeah, well, it was Tuesday night. Those were some good-looking steaks on your grill. Thank you, Sean. I, I opted birthday dinner, anything. Anything was on the table. My sweetheart was up for just anything I wanted, and I thought, number one, I'm tired. I don't really want to go out. Number two, what I'd like is a big, juicy steak. Uh, I'll just grill it. So I bought. I went to the grocery store, unbeknownst to my wife, on my own birthday, and gathered up uh, a steaks, a nice Caesar salad, some bacon-wrapped asparagus, and, ladies oh. and gentlemen, for the uh, the potato dish, tater tots. Yes, sir, tots. And then you, and you had wine with that? <laughs> yes, I had a delicious bottle of wine with that. You're going to finish those tots? <laughs> I'm, I've never finished. Yes, and the wine as well. <laughs> I know if you're, if you're grown up and mature, you can say, well, we'll celebrate the birthday on the weekend. Sure. because it's But I, I, it just never feels the same to me. Nothing. Doing a different day. Well, it was festive. Everybody was feeling festive. But there anyway, I will tell you this, and it is astounding the extent to which this is true, because I'm normally pretty disciplined about my eating. I have to be. Otherwise, I would, I would get big and fat, just the way my body works. If you don't get quite enough sleep, you're ravenous. I want to do nothing but eat this morning because I didn't get quite enough sleep. It's amazing how that affects your appetite. It's uh, hormonal and all, but so keep that in mind. If you have trouble sticking to a, a diet, get more sleep. Hmm. So uh, one of those realities we don't want to deal with but probably should uh, comes to us via the horrific Harvey Weinstein uh, uh, rape case. Um, and, you know, the, the trouble... Closing arguments tomorrow. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. The the troubled accuser in this case, Ms. Mann, uh, and there are quite a number of accusers, and it seems to me utterly clear that this guy is a monster and a rapist. We mentioned uh, there was a piece in The Atlantic recently about how due process is a lie, and it subjects women to blah, 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 and we have to come up with a different system uh, for, for uh, sex crimes and the rest of it, and you know, I, our friend Tim Sandifer, Tim the lawyer, uh, I think called it uh, today's uh, horrific uh, bull s um, idea, and it is. And and here's why it is. And this is, I wish they were, were not true, but it is. A couple of emails for you, including one from a forensic nurse examiner who was the survivor of a stranger rape and 18 years of incest. This person is the last person on earth to be soft on rapists. In Oregon, we had a prosecutor hold out uh, hold our client on rape charges for three years awaiting trial when the prosecutor knew from her own Oregon State Police Crime Lab that another guy's DNA was inside the 15-year-old. Three years later, our upstanding firefighter and paramedic was found not guilty by a jury on all charges. To this day, the prosecutor has refused to bring charges against the true perpetrator, etc., etc., etc. There is a very real need for due process, without which any guy who ever comes in contact with a female could find himself behind bars, either awaiting trial or having been found guilty. Um, uh, Harvey may be a horrible person, but he is entitled to reasonable doubts about his accusers, their trained actresses, capable of of extortion, etc. Well, and you can't set a damaging precedent uh, to, to make sure this horrible person gets thrown in jail. Right, right. That's just not the way justice works. Uh, in spite of what uh, a lot of social justice warriors would tell you, they'd say that the ends justify the means, even if it means throwing out all of our standards of justice. Here's a note from Chris. Uh, thank you for your kind words about the show. 
Uh, I'm a female private investigator who only takes cases where men are falsely accused of child molestation in bitter divorce situations. Oh, my God. If we eliminate due process, hundreds of thousands of men are going to go to prison for life without have, ever having a chance to stand up for themselves. And this is this is so difficult, because so, particularly women. God, I'm, like I'm to, talking to you. Did you say this was a woman? Yes. Well, I'd like to talk to her. Yeah. Listen well, to her stories. We probably could. Um, women who listen to this show, you are reasonable, you are kind, you are decent, you're patriots, whatever you are. I, I assume you're you're really nice people. It's difficult for you to picture, maybe, or maybe I'm just a naive sap. Hmm, that's possible. Um, it, it's probably difficult for you to picture women actually accusing somebody falsely of child molestation or rape to gain an advantage in child custody or alimony or whatever. But it happens routinely. Back to our investigator here. Hundreds of thousands of men go into prison for life without ever having a chance to stand up for themselves. False allegations of sexual misconduct and child molestation in divorce is rampant. Evidence isn't important. The accusation is all that matters. Sure. The presumption shifts in these cases from innocence to guilt. For men to call a false accuser a liar has become a sin. I am frightened for men across the board. Thanks for the note, Chris. That's rough. Yeah, it's sickening and it's sad, but it's true. That's why we have due process. Because people lie all the time. There's a joke in the justice system. What do you call somebody who lies on the stand? A witness. No, that ain't good. I know it. Gary Dietrich, political analyst of New Hampshire, among other things, on the way. If you get the next hour.